Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be doing part two of the Charles Vallow case. I'm gonna be talking more about Lori's statement that she gave to the authorities, and I'm gonna show some of the holes surrounding it, because there's quite a few. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below. Please make sure that the notifications are set to all because some people aren't getting them. Please like this if you support it, and please share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. Dear Lori, there's a hole in your bucket. I'm gonna take Lori's statement and her timeline and start to dig in a little bit more about it. I know I read out her statement in my last video, but we're gonna dive a little bit deeper. I'm gonna give you a quick breakdown also just prior to all this going down and talk about the questions that weren't asked to Lori. So as I said in my last video, strap on the smirks cause we're going for a ride. Important points to note prior to that day. Lori was on a 58-day hiatus starting in January. She basically takes off with Tylee and leaves JJ with Charles. Right before that, she stole $35,000 out of Charles's business bank account. She changed the passwords on Charles's life insurance policy account and even had someone call in as well and pretend to be Charles. She told Charles that he's Nick Schneider and if anyone gets in the way of her mission, that she will murder him and have an angel dispose of his body. Now, after that, she goes back to Charles in spring while he's living in Houston. She tells Melanie Gibb that she needs to get Charles's financials in order. Lori then splits with Charles yet again and she moves back to Arizona. Charles rents her a house and she was living there for about three weeks when Charles was shot and killed. Now she wrote a letter to Chad that was signed from Charles asking him to come to her house to help write a book. I 100% believe that this was a plot to kill Charles in those upcoming weeks. And don't forget that Chad and Lori were having an affair and Lori had burner phones at this time. Alex also stayed overnight at Lori's house. So now that sets the scene, let's dive into Lori's statement. According to Lori, here's what her timeline looks like. Charles allegedly tells Lori he's coming to town on Wednesday night. Lori tells him that he can't stay at the house and she'll get him a hotel. Justin Lum reported that there was a Gilbert Hotel employee that said Charles had been staying there for some time and that Charles told them that he would be back with JJ to have breakfast that morning. Now, according to Lori, Charles texted Lori to say that Charles was going to be there at 7.30 a.m. on Thursday morning. 
At 7.35 or 7.40, Lori can't really remember which, but she said Charles arrives at around this time. She says she remembers looking at the clock at 7.30 and states that he is usually punctual. She states that Charles came banging on the door and she was just trying to be nice and have JJ's stuff ready for school. So Lori said she was getting his stuff ready for school and Charles says he's going to leave in around 20 minutes. So that would be around 7.55, 8 o'clock, mentioning it was 15 minutes to get to school. Now I pulled up the map and that is fairly correct. It is around 16 to 19 minutes to get to JJ's school. Lori mentioned you can't get there early because they don't open the gates until around 8.20 or something, she says. A quick look up and it looks like the doors are actually opened at 8 a.m. and the bell times are at 8.30 a.m. So Lori suggested to leave now and go get breakfast at Burger King. And according to Lori, Charles agrees and goes to the car with JJ. But Charles leaves his phone on the counter, according to Lori. My question is, but did he? Lori states he always leaves something in the house and never just leaves the first time. She says Charles comes back into the house and Lori says she has his phone and wouldn't give it back. Charles told Lori to give him the phone. Lori says, why don't you show me your text that you've been texting? She describes Charles as acting weird like he's been plotting something. Interesting right here. Lori's talking about taking Charles's phone and wanting to see who he's been texting. Because two weeks earlier, she wrote that cryptic email that I believe is in code as a plot to kill Charles. He finds out about it, forwards it to Lori's brother Adam, and says, hey, heads up, something's going on with Lori and Chad. I don't know what, but they're up to something. And he also says to Adam that he's going to contact Chad's then-wife Tammy about it. So here's Lori needing to, in my opinion, get her hands on Charles's phone because she needs to. And like I mentioned in my previous video, Lori projects. So she's essentially telling on herself. She's saying that Charles has been acting weird and he has been plotting something when really she's been acting weird and she's been plotting something. Now back to her statement. Lori questions Charles as to why he was here, why he's in town, and then brought up that Adam is in town at the same time, and she hasn't talked to Adam in a long time. So my question is, who told Lori that Adam was in town? Now Lori says Charles has been saying all these texts like, you're going down and such. Well, we know Lori has been saying to Charles that he's gonna be going down, because she says, if you get in the way of my mission, I will destroy you. She says Charles is blaming her for their marriage breaking up and other marriages around them. My guess the around them is Melanie Boudreaux's because they split up in June right before Charles dies. And she says Charles is calling her a destroyer of families. Well, Lori, because you are. Now, interesting choice of words here again because she uses the word destroyer which happens to be the same words Lori uses towards Charles. If you get in the way of my mission, I will destroy you. So Charles was allegedly screaming at Lori to give him back his phone. Lori said she was just holding it there and he was screaming. Lori said she was kind of walking around the house so he couldn't get it and he was kind of reaching for it. So you're either walking or you're not and you're either reaching or you're not. Which one is it? And another side note, 
Earlier, Lori said in her statement she wanted Charles just to leave and for them to go get JJ some breakfast. But all of a sudden, she has ample time to play around with Charles's phone and run around the house like a juvenile. Lori then says Tylee came out of her room upset and she had a bat and Tylee told Charles to leave her mother alone. And Lori said Charles screamed at Tylee saying, Tylee, don't you hit me with that bat. Lori said then her brother Alex heard the commotion and he came out in the main room. Now in Tylee's statement, she said that she came out at 7.50 a.m. and that Alex was already there. So here is a discrepancy. Lori said Charles is screaming and is super upset at this point. She doesn't know if Tylee swung at Charles or what, but Charles grabbed the bat from Tylee and went to hit Tylee with the bat, and Alex grabbed Charles from behind to stop him from hitting Tylee. Lori said Alex and Charles then get into the thing, and he's hitting Alex with the bat, and they're on the ground grappling around or whatever. Lori said it happened quickly. Now, in Alex's statement, he mentioned absolutely nothing about being on the ground or about any sort of phones. He talked about a tussle, but he didn't talk about a tussle with Alex involved. Now, if Alex grabbed Charles from behind and Charles has the bat, then it would be pretty awkward for Charles to try hitting Alex with the bat because I'm not sure if he's grabbing Charles from behind on his arms or if he's grabbing him like this. If that's the case, then Charles would have to grab the bat and do one of these, which perhaps maybe it is, and that's why he has the boo-boo on the back of his head. But it is pretty awkward. But you know what I'd like to know? I'm wondering if Charles is the one that got hit in the head with a bat. I'd like to see the report on that. Also, Alex mentioned in his report that he turned around and headed to the bedroom to go get his gun and Charles came at him with a bat. Well, if you're from behind, can't really go and turn around, right? What are you gonna do? So many discrepancies. Now, Lori states that Alex was struck with the bat when they were grappling on the ground and Charles was hitting Alex and Lori is swinging her right arm downwards downward as she explained it. Lori said he is swinging the bat back and forth and they are on the ground. Lori said she is freaking out and is trying to go around and knows JJ is in the car. Lori says Charles then gets up and he has the bat towards her. Well, where's Alex at this point? He gets up off the ground from grappling and now he's going to put the bat towards her? Like, where's Alex at this point? Forgiving Charles for a moment while he composes himself because they were just grappling on the ground and it's like, hey guys, time out for a sec. Or is this the moment where he actually goes and grabs his gun? And what's Charles gonna do? Huh, Alex is leaving the room, okay. Okay, we'll just wait. We'll wait for him to get back. I'll just face Lori. Lori says Charles has the bat towards her. Lori motions with her right hand as if a person would be swinging backhanded. Lori said she's going around the other side. My question is the other side of what doesn't mention in the statement. Lori says she's going around the other side and trying to get out of his range so he can't hit her. Lori starts to say she told Tylee and then she stops and explains that Tylee's on the ground because when Charles took the bat, Tylee fell back. So Charles was on the ground, Tylee was on the ground, Alex was on the ground. Lori wasn't on the ground. Lori told Tylee to go get in the car with JJ because she didn't want JJ coming in and she wanted Tylee out and didn't want the kids in the house for whatever this fight was going to be. 
Now, here's where I'm starting to question things. If Charles had his phone on the counter, which could be true, could be not true, would he also have his keys on the counter? And if that's the case, did Lori grab the keys off the counter and chucks them at Tylee and says, hey, go get in the car with JJ? Or were the keys already in the car because JJ was already in the car and the keys were left there? This makes me curious. Also, I just want to point out. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If Lori is foreseeing something's going to happen, this fight was going to turn into something, she's telling Tylee to go get in the car with JJ. Well, according to Lori in the statement, Tylee wasn't that friendly with Charles and they didn't get along. So if nothing was going to happen, why is she telling Tylee to also get in the car with JJ? This could be something, could be nothing, but I feel like she knew what was going down. Clearly from her plotted email. And what's going down now? Now, in a previous report, Charles was seen on camera talking about his keys and his wallet that he left in his truck. Remember, he left his truck at the airport parking lot and his truck was stolen, he believes, by Lori. So he did mention that, so I'm wondering if he just had his wallet and his keys in the car or if they were in fact in the house or if Lori took his keys from actually his pocket after he died. Now, law enforcement asked what Charles and Alex were yelling during this fight and Lori says things like, get off me and ow, but she doesn't really remember specifics. Lori says there were not many words during the heat of it that she remembered. Lori said she still had the phone in her hand and all this happened really quickly. Lori went around kind of the circle and Alex was there. This isn't that detailed in this report. Again, went around where in a circle. She mentions Charles holding the bat with his right hand in a backhanded motion with one arm and if he swung it, it would be backwards. Lori said she was kind of turned around and they all, meaning all three, the kids were outside at this point, and she heard the gunshot. So this is kind of confusing a little bit in the statement too, because saying, well, all three heard the gunshot. Well, I'm sure Charles more than just heard the gunshot and I'm sure there's more than one. The officer asks if she heard the gunshot and Lori confirms yes. She said she didn't see the shot, that she heard it and came back around and she saw Charles on the ground. Lori said that she had gone around the kitchen to get away from him and then come back around. So now they're talking about the kitchen. 
Lori states that she came back in the room and saw that Alex was right in front of Charles and it all happened very quickly. Lori said Alex didn't say anything to her and they were both in shock. The officer asks if she saw Alex go get the gun and Lori says no. She said she never saw Alex leave the room, but it all happened so fast. That's a really common phrase that we're hearing with Lori. Everything just happened so quickly. Everything happened so fast she doesn't remember. Now, one thing though is Lori was allegedly in the other room. So naturally she wouldn't see Alex leave the room. But I'm wondering if this statement actually places her in the same room because she's saying that she didn't see Alex leave the room. Well, you wouldn't if you were in the other room and she doesn't make any mention of that. So that's interesting to me. Could be something, Could, might not be anything. Lori states that she didn't know that Alex came over to the house with a gun, but wouldn't be surprised if he did because he's professional with guns. Lori described Charles as so angry and super scary. Then there were several lines redacted from the report, but it then says that Lori then went out to check on the kids. She thought about coming back in, but didn't. She said JJ was in the car and Tylee was freaking out. Tylee said she came back in the house through the garage and grabbed her mom's purse out of her mom's closet. I find this interesting that Tylee's the one that had to go back in the house after Lori reports that Tylee's freaking out. So Lori sending a minor into a potentially dangerous scene and Tylee saying, yeah, she did go back in the house through the garage. Lori said she decided to take JJ to school and then away from the scene. So again, where's the keys? How'd she get the keys? Now, another important thing. Lori hears the gunshot and then leaves. She takes the car, which doesn't belong to her. She takes Charles's phone, which doesn't belong to her, and then drives JJ to school and essentially she flees the scene of a crime. She has 15 to 20 minutes with Tylee in the car to chat about what just happened and corroborate their story. And 15 to 20 minutes coming back. Like I mentioned, she left the scene of the crime, stole a car that's not hers, potentially even has Charles's wallet as well as his phone. Now at 8.20 a.m., the police report says that Charles was shot. 8.36, there was the 911 call and emergency responders are dispatched. 8.43, the authorities are talking to Alex on the curb. At 8.48, Lori and Tylee come back. Now let's talk about this. If Lori and Tylee come back at 8.48 a.m., then that means they would have left JJ's school at around 8.30 a.m., which is right in time for the school bell. But it also means that Lori would have had to have left the house at the very latest at 8.15 a.m., and that's pushing it. If Lori heard the shot, that makes it more like 8.15 that Charles was shot and not 8.20 as reported, leaving Alex not calling 911 for a good 21 minutes after Charles was shot to death. And I'm betting it's even a little bit earlier, more like 8.10. But there's another problem. JJ still needs to eat. And even though Burger King's on the way, she'd have to make a pit stop to feed JJ, right? So if 
she turns off to go to the drive-thru, that's at least five minutes. I mean, that's even pushing it. That's minimum. Could be even 10. So I'd like to know if she actually stopped there that day at Burger King. And if that was even asked, oh, okay, so you were talking about Burger King. Did you actually stop at Burger King when you finally left and took JJ to school? So now we are looking at not 8.15, but 8.05 or 8 a.m. that she actually left, which would mean it was 10 minutes after Tylee woke up and came out with the bat because Tylee said she woke up at 7.50. So this places it around that 8 a.m. mark, even 8.05. And that's even pushing it for Lori to leave the house go to Burger King, go through drive through then drive to the school, drop JJ off, and then come back. And even then, what it's looking like to me, in my opinion, that Charles was killed around that 8 a.m. mark, 8.05, or even before that. You see, at 7.50 a.m., Tylee says she woke up and heard arguing, and Alex said he was already up as of 6.30, 7 o'clock. Now there's discrepancies between those stories because Tylee said she came out and heard arguing and that Alex was already out. And Uncle Alex is stating that he already saw Tylee poke Charles with the bat and then they left and it was just Alex and Charles alone. So if we take Tylee's timeline that she gives of 7.50 a.m. and the police report that Charles was shot at 8.20, that means they were grappling and fighting for a full half hour and then Charles was shot so I really don't think that is the case what do you think let me know in the comments below I believe like I said that Charles was killed before 8 a.m. according to the timeline and the logistics of driving that car to the school and possibly even stopping off at that Burger King I believe that Alex and Lori had to stretch the timeline out so that it would make the time that Alex did that 911 call more reasonable. But Alex, in my opinion, gave ample time to make sure that Charles was dead, so there was no resurrecting him. They had to stretch out that tussle and that altercation. That's why there's a jumble of statements. They just made sure to say that Charles was enraged or angry, they forgot a lot of the details, but at the end of the day, he was angry and he came at them with a bat. Interestingly, he came at Alex with the bat, he came at Tylee with the bat, and he came at Lori with the bat. I don't think he came at them with the bat. So the question is, where and when did Lori get a hold of those keys of Charles? And she sure had a lot to say about Charles's phone. So I wonder, what did she do with that phone? What did she delete off of that phone? And maybe she sent something from that phone as well. Very curious. I wonder if the authorities looked into that. Now, speaking of authorities, why didn't the authorities ask her about taking Charles's rental car? Hey, Lori, tell me, when did you take Charles's rental car? Where did you get the keys from? Why did you leave in Charles's rental car? I mean, none of these questions were asked. Why didn't they ask her about the phone? So at what point did you take the phone? Why did you take the phone? Did you do anything with the phone? I mean, there was absolutely nothing. 
How about why did you leave the scene of the crime? Okay, oh, to take JJ to school. Okay, but he's upset. He hears this commotion. Everything happens, and then you're just going to drop him off at school. Like, there's so many questions, yet nothing seems to be answered. Stay tuned for my next video where we actually explore the scene of the crime and everything that's wrong with that picture. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Guy with the non-muffler. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.